0: We're in this series on God's faithfulness to us, and uh, last week we talked about faithfulness past. Uh, This morning we're going to talk about faithfulness present, God is our refuge and strength. If you're just choosing to join with us, uh, this is Bethany United Methodist Church, where we are leading people to experience God's love, to know Jesus Christ, to grow in His image. We're glad you're worshiping with us this morning. If you have questions, uh, there's a host, and if you have the live chat on the side of your screen, uh, you can send questions to them, or you can go to our website and find more information there. As we begin this, uh, this uh, time of talking about faithfulness present, I'm, I'm going to re- go back and remember uh, an event before, uh, back in uh, 2001. I moved here in August of 2001, and roughly six weeks after I arrived uh, came the events of 9-11. And we were uh, gathering that morning, getting ready to have a staff meeting uh, that morning when the news began to break and someone called, and, and uh, I turned on the news at home and caught some of it. Uh, We set a television up in the conference room and the the staff gathered in there and we watched the news unfold uh, through the morning and and we were shocked, Uh, we were horrified, we were stunned, Uh, we were scared, Uh, we didn't really understand, we didn't know what was going on and I can remember us being in that space and, and deciding that morning that we needed to open the doors for worship that night. And so we put word out uh, through all of our communication channels and said, we're going to have a service tonight and uh, prepared to do that. Uh, and that evening we gathered in what is now the cornerstone space for uh, worship service. And as we came in, uh, you, could, you could feel and see the fear on people's faces as they came in. Um, there were many uh, of us in the church who had Family members or friends or co-workers who were in the Washington, D.C. area or the New York area. Uh, one of our members uh, actually had an uh, was with an office that was in the World Trade Center. And so as we came in and we, we couldn't get news, we couldn't get word through, all the, the lines were jammed or down. Um, there were people who were afraid and people who were anxious and people who were angry. Uh, we didn't know what was going to happen. There were rumors floating around that perhaps... There were attacks planned on the state capitals. Uh, There were other rumors about possible use of weapons of mass destruction. And so it was a very fearful, anxious group that gathered that night. And in that time, as we began to worship, uh, our music director, Carl Olson, uh, Alan Pope was with us that year. And and, uh, wasn't it Alan that had written the song based on Psalm 46? And so uh, the choir uh, prepared that piece uh, to sing with us uh, that night. And we read these words from the psalmist. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. And as we worship through that evening, I think more than a few of us felt like our whole world was changing and being shaken down to the very roots of our being and the world's being. And we gathered and, and reminded each other that night that God was with us, that God was our refuge, God was our strength in that time. And we reminded each other that even though we didn't know what the future might hold, we did know who held our future. And as we gathered and, and reassured each other of that, reminded of each other of that, that we were God's people and that God was our refuge and strength, some of the fear begin to ease into confidence. And as we left that night, we still had an uncertain future, but we left in the confidence that we were God's people and we belonged to God. Join me in prayer. Almighty Father, we come to you in the midst of the craziness that has become 2020, when our whole world seems to be shaking and things are are falling apart around us. And we ask that you come and be present with us. Let the words of my mouth, let the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you. Because you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So the psalmist begins with these words of of encouragement and then uh, continues on. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Uh, The river is the river of life. The holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. You hear that reassuring word again, God's our refuge. God is with us. God is, is, is the one in whom we find shelter. But you also hear that part about the nations are in an uproar. Uh, and, and that sounds pretty familiar these days, doesn't it? I mean, if you uh, pick up and you start looking at the headlines, uh, the nations are in an uproar. I mean, you, you read through the headlines and, and it's enough to frighten anyone. Uh, the media pulls different stories from all around the world, and. And I kind of think that, in some to some degree, uh, a lot of things that we used not to hear about, we do hear about now because the media is so present. But but all of these things are an uproar, and we're hearing them constantly. Uh, and particularly right now, we're hearing all of the news around COVID-19 and. And it feeds into the fear and the anxiety we live in. And I'm convinced that this year in particular, since uh, many of us are much more limited in what we're able to do, we're we're more separated from one another, Uh, we're not going into our offices to work, a lot of us, we're working from home, Uh, we have a lot more time uh, and hear a lot more from the media and see a lot more of these headlines, which just feeds our fear and our anxiety that much more. And so we become very fearful and very anxious people as we move through this time, wondering where is God in the midst of this? And as the stream of media keeps bringing us more and more uh, frightening kinds of news and uncertain kind of news, uh, some of us just sink deeper in our fear and anxiety and, and struggle with it that much more. Now the interesting thing is, we, we tend to have this kind of thing where we think that whenever things are like this, uh, somehow either God's forgotten us or God's abandoned us, God's walked away from us. And, and I talked about that a little bit last week with the people of Israel in exile. Uh, but but I want to remind you that Jesus really never promised us that you know life would be easy and would be a walk in the park. So if, if you read some of the things he said uh, in Luke's gospel, he says, "When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified." Now, I, I don't know about you, but when I hear about wars and insurrections, I'm, I'm terrified. That's pretty scary to me. Uh, and, and we were pretty scared that night when we gathered here, but, but I, I find that a pretty frightening thing. And then he says, for these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. So he's, he's telling you, you know what? It's not going to end short time. Thanks a lot. That's really encouraging, Jesus. So it's going to get really bad, and then it may go on for a while is what he's telling you. Uh, And then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Has that been happening? One country rising up against another? Have you seen that in the news? if you look at the history of the 20th century, it's, it's just one war after another through, through the whole 100 years. And, and we come into the 21st century again with nation rising up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. It's, it's constantly going on around us. There will be great earthquakes. Yes, we've had those. Uh, in various places, famines and plagues. I mean, we've had famines around the world, plagues, Ebola, COVID-19. Uh, surely this is all part of our experience. It's all happening around us all the time. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on earth distress among nations caused by the roaring of the seas and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. I mean, when everything's falling apart all around you, which, which seems to be pretty much all the time these days, Jesus says, that's the time to stand up and raise your head. Have hope. Have confidence because your redemption is drawing near to you in that time. Uh, it may sound a little contradictory to the way we usually think because normally when those things are happening, we wonder where God is. And Jesus is saying, those are the precise moments you should be looking for God's redemption to come to you. I remember uh, in the aftermath of the flood in 1998, one of my colleagues showed up, and, and I was reminded of this this week because uh, at our annual conference session, we, we had his part of the memorial service. He was remembered as one of those who had passed away this year. Uh, but, but he came in his big motor home, and he pulled up, and he said, uh, I'm, I'm here to help. He says, I'm, I'm self-sufficient. I've got everything I need. I've got water and everything on board. He says, so, you know, I don't really need anything from anybody. Send me where you want me to go. And I thought about a couple in my church who, uh, their home had been flooded, uh, they didn't have insurance on the home uh, for floods, and um, they're, they'd just been through some health crisis in their lives. And, and when I had gone by last time to see them, they were just sitting on lawn chairs in their empty garage while their wet house and belongings molded and, and mildewed. They'd given up. They just had quit. And I said, here's where I want you to go. And so he went over and parked that big motorhome in front of their house, and he began to work taking all their their wet, and mildew, moldy stuff out so that they could be washed by someone else and beginning to clean the muck out of the house and tear out the sheetrock. And at first they just sat and watched him, but then over the next several days they they slowly began to join him in some of the work. And, And after four or five days they were fully engaged with him. In cleaning out the house and restoring it if he had not come I'm convinced they just were going to sit in the garage and, until one of them died uh, he was he was God's sign of hope to them in the in the midst of that horrible year that they were having where they'd been through one health crisis after another and then their home had flooded and everything had been destroyed God sent him to be a sign of God's redemption to them and, and indeed he was it made all the difference in their lives And when you're in the midst of that, that's time to look up, stand up, raise your head. God's redemption is drawing near to you. And Jesus reminds us that in the midst of this world, sometimes things are just going to be hard. Uh, The hour is coming, indeed it's come, when you will be scattered, each one to his own home, like we're doing now in the midst of this, and you will leave me alone. That's the hard part. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. I have said this to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you face persecution, but take courage. I have conquered the world. I love that. Now the world is going to be rough. It's going to be hard. And there's going to be times when you're going to feel persecuted. And there's going to be times when you are persecuted. But you can find courage in Christ. Not because everything's going to suddenly be perfect in your world. But because we know that in the end God wins. And Christ has overcome the world. And that victory belongs to us who are in Christ as well. So there's, there's this word of hope that comes that, that even though things are hard and even though things are difficult, you know, God is still with us and God is still reaching out to us and God is still around us and giving us hope. It, it's like what God said to the, to the exiles uh, so far back in Isaiah that I shared with you last week when God spoke to them. And At the time God spoke this to them, this was the present tense in their life, and God said, "Can a woman forget her nursing child, or show no compassion for the child of her womb? Even these may forget, yet I will not forget you. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands; your walls are continually before me." Even in that time, God was telling them, "You're, you're right here," and and even in the moments when life is difficult for us and we're struggling, we're still written on the palm of God's hand and God is still with us, and and God is still remembering us, and God is still pouring out love on us, even in the midst of difficulty. We're going to hear a a word about God's presence uh, in the middle of difficulty from our sister, Jenna.
1: Good morning, Bethany family. Uh, This is Jenna Heiss here. I have a picture of my family, husband Tim and my two sons, Cole and Jacob. And we worship every Sunday morning at the praise service for the last several years. And um, I was asked to just come on and try to share a little bit about uh, God's faithfulness to us and our me and my family, and um, how we try to love him back. Um, it's just, we've all had our stories over the last several months with this pandemic and how hard it's been. Um, some of y'all see me around in my little mobility scooter um, when I can't walk um, as I have uh, different uh, chronic illnesses. And um, so that just always brings a challenge to our family, an extra challenge, because I have seizures and faint and different things. I'm grateful to be able to work from home and um, provide for our family right now. And because of this illness, my husband has actually had to take a leave of absence from work and be laid off. Um, and he did that, um, you know, to protect me and our family, um, because I'm in such a high risk category for contracting the virus and, um, sorry, (laughs) it's just so touching because he's just so loving that he would do that. It goes against his grain to not be working and, um. I know that, uh, you know, we we were married in the church, and our faith and love together has grown stronger through this. We we prayed together, and we thank God together, and we praise God together. And um, our son actually ended up getting appendicitis during this time. He was in a lot of pain, and we took him to the ER, and only one parent could go. So I had to stay back because I couldn't be in the hospital, like exposed um, to the COVID. And so his dad actually had to take him and stay with him. And he ended up having emergency surgery. And I was just, just devastated and beside myself. And I I went to the prayer website um, on the Bethany page and I started furiously writing about it. And I got a call like almost immediately from one of the pastors, and um, we started praying together, and then I heard um, that she had had it before, Pastor Wynn had it when she was about my son's age, and then um, uh, Tom DeVinney called me and you know, God is just so beautiful um, and so gracious um, just because not only these prayers from my Sunday school class and um, just all the love, the meals, the cards, everybody checking in and praying for us all the time, that's that's God's love poured out on us through all of you. And, um, and then for Tom to have had his son go through that very specific same thing was just so much, it was just so much more comforting, because he was able to say, okay, yes, and this is what happens next. And then when I called and said, no, he has to stay longer. Um, he's not doing well. He has to stay on medicine and stay in the hospital. But he said, it's okay, that happened with my son. And I just think that's God saying, you know, I love you so much, it's okay. Here's somebody that's been through the exact same thing. And not only that, he's the pastor of your church. <laughs> so trust me, let go, I love you. And I, um, I just am um, so glad to be here to be able to share that with you all this morning. Just one small story. I um, hope remind you of just how faithful God is to us and I, how much I love him. Thanks.
0: So I, I need to tell you, because you didn't put it in her thing, that th- their son is fine. He recovered. He's doing well. And he's healthy. And. Um, and, 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 you know, as we went through that with, with my son years ago, uh, we had a very similar kind of experience to hers, which is uh, he became ill and, and the church gathered around us. Uh, it was only a few weeks after my sister's death when that had happened. And I can remember uh, sitting in the, the hospital room with my wife uh, after he had gone into surgery and, and kind of saying, you know, I, I, I don't know that I can stand it if I lose both of them uh, this close together. And, uh, and the way the church gathered around us and lifted us up in that time was amazing. Uh, and, and God showed his love in that time in the same way that uh, she speaks about in her life. Uh, this, this presence of God that comes. And in the midst of that, you know, stand up and lift your head. Uh, your redemption's drawing near. Um, so I want to read through the whole psalm so you can kind of hear the whole picture that the psalmist gives us. Uh, God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. See what desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. So you hear that, that affirmation all through that, that even in the midst of difficulty, God is with us. And then that command at the end, first, you know, be still, be still. Not, not just physically still, but be still in your mind and your spirit. And I know that can be really challenging in all these times. As a kid that grew up along the Gulf Coast, whenever one of these hurricanes is coming in, and, and especially since one of my friends is in Louisiana and has pastored in Louisiana, uh, you know, that that touches a little bit of fear within me, and, and that often happens with all of us. When similar events happen, it raises some of those fears within us. And some of us come from households where anxiety runs through the bloodline, and it's so easy to get spinning around all of this. Uh, there's been more than once. I've been up at 2 or 3 in the morning with things like this, worrying and fretting. And, and so we can get caught up in that. And, and to be still sometimes requires that we remember that, that God is still God. And we are not. And that God still holds the present and God still holds the future. And so we need to remember that and ground ourselves in that knowledge. That it really isn't all on us and that it really isn't out of Control, but that God is still God and that God is with us. That even in the midst of that, God is with us. We are imprinted on the palm of God's hand and God has not forgotten us and God's love has not abandoned us, but rather that God is reaching out to us and we are called in return to reach out to God and to reach out to each other. My experience is that pretty much everything I've lived through in life that's been difficult. I have found there is someone else who has lived through that same experience. And God brings those people around us when we're going through that. If we'll just open our ears up and, and be open to that, God brings those people around us to lift us up and, and to help carry us through those difficult times. He surrounds us with that community of grace that we need so much in those times. Be still. Know God is still God. Know that God is with us and has not forgotten us. We're imprinted on His hand. And then reach back out to God and let God's spirit hold you up and reach out to each other and let God's people hold you up as you're moving through those times. Now I want to invite you to consider a question. I want to invite you to consider how have you experienced God's faithfulness in the craziness of this year 2020? I'm going to give you about a minute to think about that and to talk about that with whoever's with you this morning. And so uh, I'm just going to invite you to, uh, I'm going to time you and uh, give you about a minute. I'm going to invite you to share with one another. Those of you in the room, if you want to get up and and move to where you can speak to one another, uh, feel free to do that. We're going to take about a minute now. How have you experienced God's faithfulness in 2020? Five, four, three, two, one. Now if you can come back. Hope you had good experiences to share and you heard that God is indeed still with us. Remember, we are to be still. Know God is still God. Know that God is with us. We're imprinted on the palm of his hand. And reach out to God and reach out to each other. Let's pray. Mighty God, we come to you in the midst of the craziness that has become 2020. And we confess to you that sometimes it does feel that the world is shaking and that our world is upside down. And we hear those words, do not be afraid, and we're challenged. But when we open ourselves to you and to your people, we find indeed that you have not forgotten us. And so we thank you that your love is so great that you've imprinted us on the palm of your hand. That you have not forgotten us or abandoned us. But even in the midst of difficulty, you are still with us. And your strength lifts us up. And you are our refuge and our hope. And we give you thanks in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.